Welcome back to Cooking Joe. We're at Studio B at Bowser Chevy in Monroeville. They build a beautiful studio just for the fan. And man, is it cool. Ron, I wish I had that TV in my house. Wouldn't you like that? I would. Very crystal clear, isn't it? Man, I'll say. And gigantic. Jay Caulfield was a gigantic man on the ice, and now he's one off the ice. His show is brought to you by McVeigh Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. He's a Stanley Cup champion. Jay, good to have you on again. Are you feeling a little bitter? Bitter. A little better about where the Penguins are right now. Oh, yeah, guys. First of all, good to talk to you. Yeah, I think I just think they, you had to get a win before they you went into the long break, and any player would tell you that. It's just a little – you can take a breath, and, you know, at least it throws you I, – I think getting three or four points out of the weekend was good. You get the one against Florida and how big that was and finish it off in the right way against Montreal, and then you can kind of take a little bit of a breath when you come back, and they have a lot of work to do to still keep themselves and get themselves into a better position. Jay, uh, they don't. I think they play four games in like two and a half weeks. What do these guys do yeah. during this time off? And I, we talked about it before. You know, you like to get into an every other day kind of routine. They're not into that routine at all right now. I, I haven't even looked at their schedule. I'm assuming they got a lot of games left. Yeah, I don't like the schedule when they come back. I mean, I don't get that at all. Then they get jammed. I, I think we were talking about that one night. I think they get 30-some games that are – they really squeeze them after but after this little break. When they come back from the break, then they – like as you mentioned, they only have so many games inside of a certain amount of time, and it's not a good number. It's not a good – I don't like that role. Then they get them. Then they smash them with a lot of games inside of the, the final stretch. So I think all the guys want to just get back. I mean, this kind of a break is – I think it's great for some guys that, that are trying to heal up and – other guys, you don't want to be off too long because then you feel like you're like, you have to have like another training camp to get yourself ready. I, I, I'm not, I was never a guy that, like if you took a player like Mario, it didn't matter to him, right? He could, we never had these kind of breaks though. So we had the all-star break and he's, he was in it. So, but if he had a break, it was not much for him to come back and be right back into, into the, whatever his, his, his feel of the game would be. But for a player like me or guys that are bottoms, it's a grind, you know? Like, so having days off, it's like another camp you have to have. And then you're not playing in that every other day or once at least every three. It's, it's a, I don't like the schedule coming out of it. But for the healing part of guys that are banged up, that's a good thing for them, uh, truthfully for that. And then they got to get themselves right. I mean, look, I'm, we're all happy. It's, it's, a, it's a state. We're in a state of now we're thrilled that they beat Montreal. I mean, to me, that's the downside of, like, we're thrilled that they got to win against Montreal and – that's something they should take care of whenever they play the game, right? So when you look at rosters and, but they got a, they got a big push they have to have, and they got things that still have to be righted, and and that's what they'll try and find out when they get themselves back. All right, Jay, I got to ask you about this. You were a member of the '92 '93 Penguins, who had a chance for a three-peat. We know that didn't happen, but that team still holds the longest winning streak in the history of the league. And now the Oilers are on the precipice of tying it. When they come back from the break, they go into Vegas. If they win that game, they tie, and then they'll face the fighting John Gibsons in the next game, and they could break it. So let me ask you, how, how are you and maybe some of your teammates, if you spoke to them, feeling about that idea of this record really being threatened right now? Yeah, I, um, 
I mean, it's it's a great run that they're on. I think what our team did in the big push before the finals, I mean, before the Stanley Cup playoffs started, about a little, you know, a little bit of a different scenario just because of the timing of it. But I think what Edmonton's doing, that's great. If they get it, so be it. I think like anybody else, I think you, records are meant to be broken at given times and some may never be touched. But I think this is one that, you know, LA, at least they're playing. If they're playing Vegas first, you never know there's an opportunity for it. I think some guys would be would like to see that stand because it was a very pretty amazing run uh, that the team had, our team had. And uh, I think you'd like to see it stay like anybody else. But if it gets broken, it is what it is kind of thing. And uh, it's one that could have been had by a team that's hot and talented. And they've got themselves, uh, they've righted the ship in Edmonton. So we'll see. We'll watch that, we'll watch that Vegas game. And if Michael's back, maybe there's an opportunity that, they can get to them, especially out of this. I, that's one team that didn't want to go into a long break would be Edmonton. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. But, I, Joe, I think some guys, you don't want to see that go down, but it's a strong possibility that it does. Jay, a lot of people, and I guess it's easy to say when you guys didn't three-peat and lost to that Islanders team, that was there too much focus on that record at the end of the season? Because, like you said, now it's mid-season as opposed to, yeah. I think you what, you tied New Jersey. Jersey in the last game is where it, where it ended. Yeah, and it's funny we didn't have a chance, right? The, yeah, it's they didn't have the shootout and the ways to keep it alive. For me, I felt like, I mean, guys wanted to get it. I mean, absolutely wanted to get it, but I do think there was too much focus put on that versus giving guys a little bit a little bit of a break. I mean, that became the focal point, and our team was too good. That team was that team in general was just too good. So you never thought just making that run would take it take a toll on you, but I believe it did. And then all the circumstances that went with it, I, I think that was, I think too much was spent on trying to, to continue that role. And I think that the team suffered because of it going into the playoffs. Others it's unreal in a way. Though, Ron. I, some guys might feel different about it, uh, but I think as, as when we're watching it, you, you could have easily got it. You could have easily changed, you know, let the guys get a little bit of a break. There's a lot of heat. Those guys have, and you know, I mean, from from Mario to talk, Yager, Ronnie Francis, go down the line of everybody that was double shifted or played so many minutes down the stretch in games that, yeah, it has the record now, but if it if it goes away, it doesn't matter. And I think I think guys spent spent a lot of energy to try and get that, and 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 for the right reasons too. I mean, I get it, something that was never done before, and that team did it. But I do think you put a lot into it, and it and it. And it bit us. It's interesting because uh, off the top of my head here, the Golden State Warriors had that 73-win season and didn't win it all. The Patriots went 16-0 one year, then 17, then 18-0, and didn't win it all. Yeah. Um, and I even think, did the Lakers win it when they had a 33-game winning streak? I don't know, but my, my question is, what does it take out of you? It, it, but it also must be fun, I mean, to come to the rink every day and know you're that dominant and just keep winning. And, I mean, they handed out the Stanley Cup in 1893 for the first time. You're the only team that's had a winning streak that long. What was it like? Yeah, I think I think there is a fun part. But I think inside, I think you mentioned a number of things. Like, first of all, you don't want to be playing – you want to be playing meaningful games as you get into the playoffs. But at the same time – at the same time, you gotta you gotta be smart how you manage guys. Like I'm not a fan of like in the NFL world, not a fan of when you get that bye week and you sit guys and they gotta sit for three weeks before they play a game. I'm not a fan of that at all. 
I think, and I get right away if somebody gets hurt, then they blame the coach that you played them and that when it didn't matter. But you have to keep a feel. It's still a timing and feel to any sport. To sit that long, to me, I disagree. But so you had to put, you want to play meaningful games, but you didn't want to. You don't want to do it at the expense of, like if if this. First of all, I'll, I'll go back to one thing. I don't think any of our guys on our team are going to pop a bottle of champagne if they lose. You know what I mean? That we're on that team. It's not like the Miami Dolphins every year when somebody goes down, you know, whatever that was. Remember that? You guys know this. I don't, yeah. I don't believe anybody's going to sit there and go, oh, here we go. They lost, and we can pop a bottle of champagne and be thrilled about it. I don't think anybody looks at it that way. Uh, but I do think then going back to what is it like, yeah, the guys were on a roll, and the team was so good, and they're skilled, and, the, and, and the, what went into it, and the greatest team – some of the guys, the guys are still, to me, some of the best guys ever be around and, and guys that I'm still around today and a lot. So greatest guys. So for all that, for all those reasons, that was right. But for players that when you're trying to play a game and just, you know, go on a roll, the double sh- to, to take, it took a toll on the players. I, I just, so I think it took a toll. Then you get it. And then you get surprised by a team, not su- no, you get surprised by a team that came to play and, Maybe just maybe you have a little just a little less energy than you would have. That's where I think. And hey, look, Gary Bowman's not gonna say. I'm just telling you. I believe some players. It's when you need a little extra and you didn't have it, or your goaltender maybe just a mental, just a little off, and maybe something gets fine that would have if he, was, if he was a little sharper. We'll never know. But that's what I think could, could have taken place. And um, but again, as a team on a roll, uh, I do believe doing it right now in the middle of the season much better time. Make a run, go ahead. But you do have to be smart how you handle your players going forward. And right, right before the thing that mattered the most, the thing that mattered the most to a man, you know everybody would say, well, well that, that win streak didn't matter if you didn't, didn't win, the, win the Stanley Cup. I mean, that, you know, and that, that's guys that have to, have to produce each and every night. They were leaned on through that streak. So they have enough, they have enough pressure as it is, right, guys? Like, like we say it all the time. Mara, I use, we talk about Mara, we talk about Crosby. They, those guys have to do things at a different level with the heat on them. And to do that through the grind of that stretch, yeah, that's going to take, that's going to take something out of you, and I, I, mean, I believe it did. Jay, uh, uh, we talk about the power play every week, the three-on-three every week. I'm sure Mike Sullivan and his coaches are, are not exactly resting this week trying to figure out what to do. It looked like they made some changes in that last game with Malkin and Carlson on the power play. Do you think that will continue? I do. I, they did it. In fact, they did it the last power play that they had against um, Florida. They put Pustin on and took uh, uh, Malkin off and put and had Latang manning the point. And then they stayed with it. That was something we were looking at to see, hey, are they going to stay with that? And they did. And I thought that look is better. I think it keeps Pustin in. You've got to have that young uh, – he, uh, he, he has no problem shooting the puck. So I like that, and I think they'll stay with it. They they generated opportunities. They took momentum. They didn't lose momentum with their power play. So yeah, because of that, I think they would stay right with it and not change. How about in three on three? It appears that Marcus Pedersen is the answer to all their problems, Jay. <laughs> yeah, that was a great play, right? That was a great play. I mean, that was. Yeah, I mean. It's nice to see him get a win in that situation. But that was a great play, and I'm sure great. What a great feeling um, for a defenseman, again, one who's not relied on for that. But what a great thing for him as a player to, um, to be able to finish it in that way. And, and I still think, I still say that three-on-three, 
is one of the greatest things that you get a chance to watch if you're a fan there. Watch it's great, and even us watching it, it's it's entertainment. So it's so it's entertainment, guys. So I look at it all the way uh, that for them to finish off and get the win, that's huge. You would not have wanted to go down without that. Jay, it's uh, January twenty. What is it? Thirtieth today. Not in the playoffs, but a lot of time left. The Flyers seem to be really crumbling without Carter Hart and. Uh, I'm not sure about the Islanders. I mean, do you still have a pretty good feeling about the Penguins getting to the playoffs? Yeah, I do. I mean, I do. I think they – look, we have, certainly haven't played the hockey they won, and, you know, you're going to – if you get the goaltending, I think they'll they'll be there because certainly Crosby plays each and every night. You know, he's he's out there. I think – I do think – we talked about this last week. There are going to be teams that back up, and the Flyers have already done it, right? They're already doing that right now. And then you got the hours. I don't think – I still wild, – wild coaching change for me with Patrick Waugh coming in there. I, that's an interesting one. I don't think they're built – they're just not playing good hockey, not getting the great goaltending. So I do think they're going to come back to the pack. And can Washington – you know, I, they're just not the same team. Age is getting everybody. They're getting the, those teams. So there's three teams that I think the Penguins are going to uh, surpass and climb over. But certainly they just have to take care of themselves – and I do believe that those teams will back up. And um, they've been surprises. They've been great stories. Uh, you know, the two teams, Washington and Philly, have done more than anybody thought they would. But when they come back to the pack and the Penguins just play steady hockey, I do believe they'll find themselves, they'll get themselves into the mix of it. Jay, we appreciate the time. Have a great day. Okay, guys, you take care. Talk next week. See you, Jay. There he goes, Jay Caulfield. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia, Peters Township. Visit him at southhillskia.net. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. I'm a little disappointed you didn't give Jay an update on your golf game. Nah, there's not much happening right now. No? No, just a little bit of practice. New driver on the is way, it, things when, like when that. When does it come in? This week, right? I hope so. Yeah, that's the you plan. You can't wait to get out and use it, right? I'd go out today if I could, Ron. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sean Don't Call Me Seth Myers texted me in the middle of that and said the 01 Mariners won 116 games and didn't win the World Series. You know why they won that many? They rubbed Vinny's belly. Did they every game? Oh, uh, the players used to rub his belly. He, t- he bragged about Did that. Did he stand at the edge of the clubhouse uh, door before the game, I, I, I wonder? I don't know. He just said they used to rub his belly, and that's a big exercise to rub his belly. I can tell you. Yeah, that must have taken. They must have been late for games, Ron. <laughs> Remember when Seibel promised to wash every jock in the Pirates and he clubhouse? Did. He yeah, did. I don't know if he washed everyone, but he gave it a shot. Oh my! Including James McDonald's. What? You didn't want to wash those. No, I didn't care about doing that. No. Yeah, I would have never agreed to that sort of thing. He said at one point early in the year. If the Pirates are 500 at whatever, July 4th or something, I'll wash every jock in that clubhouse. Next thing you know, Ron, I think this was either 11 or 12. They were over 500. So he went over there in scuba gear. Like a hazmat suit. Yeah, scuba gear. He was in the back room with Clint Hurdle monitoring the situation, and he was washing everybody's jocks and underwear, I think. And that's where James McDonald came in. That was not good. I don't want to hear any details about it. I can only yeah, imagine. It wasn't good. I can Let's only just put it that I way. can only imagine. It wasn't good. We were doing a show right across the street, myself and Josh Miller, and then uh, Seibel came back to the show and appeared to be a bit shaken up by what had transpired. 
I think you should make a promise, Ron, about the parents. No, no, no. You'll do the show shirtless if no, they're over 500 no, in July? No, no. Is Sheltie coming back to, uh, for us? We got it. Craig was here, our boss. We should have asked him. I don't know. I would if I were him, wouldn't you? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This is going to be a big year for them. There's a be huge a, year for Kenny be a Pickett. a lot of pressure on Sheltie. More so, I think, than there's ever been. I would agree with that. And every syllable and quarter syllable and you who just knows, uttered. Who knows? You know how he's going to handle that. Um, they. I mean, I think if they have a really horrible year, he could be replaced. So do I. That could happen. Listen to Cook and Joe every Wednesday to hear about Starkey's card of the week from the baseball card castle in Cranberry. Contests run every Wednesday through Friday at noon to the ninety-three-seven thefan.com contesting page. Fifty-minute mark. On the fan, brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19, Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Ron, top of the hour, will you dive into a mailbag with me? Oh, I. you said it was a good one, right? It's really good. Some questions about Lamar. Is Lamar overrated? I had a couple of answers for that guy. Also, some Penguins-related questions about, you know, their top their first-round pick is top 10 protected from the Carlson trade, right? In other words, if they have a top 10 pick, they get to make the pick. Right. This guy's wondering if, hey, if they miss the playoffs, might that not be a terrible thing? They can make a – they might be able to get in that lottery and make yeah. the pick. Hockey's – yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so hard in hockey, though, isn't it? More than the other sports. I Definitely mid and lower first round. Yeah. And even maybe upper. There's no real guarantees. I mean, unless there's a Bedard coming out or somebody like that. Right. Right. The other guys, you know, I don't know, but their scouts are paid money. to. Well, top to 10 is not guys. a bad place. To, no, to in any draft. No, you're right. I don't think that, but I, I would prefer to make the playoffs, I think, if I'm the Penguins, unless I'm getting a one or two pick. They better like not that. miss because that would be two years without the playoffs. Four years without a series win. We're talking uh, is uh, four years. That's it. Four years without winning a playoff game, plus two years not making the playoffs. Be six years without a playoff. Holy bird milk. We're talking Tomlinism, impatient, right? Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> God bless God you. God bless Ron. me. Excuse me. Fan I have hotline. No, I have no sneeze button here. So fan hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service. Now look, I got the limp mic. Yeah, they have medication for that, Ron. <laughs> uh, Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing, heating, and air conditioning provider for over 50 years. Fan Weather, brought to you by Sun Chevy. 2024 starts with great incentives on the Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado. SunChevy.com, cloudy today, high of 44, chance of snow. Snow? Overnight. Snow? Who wants snow? I wouldn't mind, myself. You can't play golf in snow. Oh, yeah? I've done it before. Snow and ice. Um, You're a sick, sick man. Yes, I am. Let's dive into this, Ron. Let's dive into the mailbag where we're going to talk a little Penguins, a little Lamar, a little Steelers offensive coordinator. It's all mixed in here. We'll do that next. First, I want to tell you about Gina Petro and Remax Select Realty. And the first thing you need to know is that you can't lose. You sit down with Gina, you choose a price and a deadline for your home. Doesn't sell by the deadline. Gina will have it bought and turned into a rental. You get the W before you even take the mound. 
Now, how often are you giving someone a perfect review? Rarely happens, but Sam and Mary from Crafton are so happy with Gina. They've given her five stars. Say she's been awesome to work with, so helpful with negotiations. Honesty is the best policy, and that's what Gina brought to the table for Sam and Mary. I feel like Mary and Sam has a little more flow to it, if you don't mind my changing that. Mary and Sam got an honest realtor in Gina. She had their backs the entire time, every step of the process. She'll have yours, too. They think she did a perfect job, Mary and Sam. And whether you're buying or selling a home, you know Gina can get the job done for you, too. Give her a call. Call the only agent I would trust if I needed to sell my home in Pittsburgh. Gina Giampetro of Remax Select Realty. 724-602-9752. Google Giampetro of Remax Select Realty and look up GinaWillSellYourHome.com. That's GinaWillSellYourHome.com.